I think companies who care about quiet quitting are missing the point. If they had a culture and productivity principles in place, people would only be working 40 hour weeks. My name is Dimitri and I'm a productivity and systems enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and self-development enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets business. And what it means to build better systems. Now grab a mug and join us for the Productive Brew. Quiet quitting. Yeah, that's right. People are quiet quitting. They're just going to their jobs and then just doing the job from, from nine to five. And then, and then, and then hold, hold up, that's just working. That's work. Quiet quitting is a really bad idea. If you're a quiet quitter, you're not working for me. It's been talked a lot. It's everywhere. People keep talking about it. I have no idea why it's such a popular subject. It seems pretty straightforward to me. You only have a specific amount of things you need to do in your job description. So doing that shouldn't be a problem, right? Wrong. Well, wrong according to some people. Really awesome video by Vincent Chan goes over what quiet quitting is and how it really impacted his life. And if you wait till the end of this video, I'll give you my full opinion on what my thoughts are about quiet quitting. So in 2020, I quiet quit my job and it was without a doubt, the best decision of my life. Oh, and yeah. since then, I've created several online businesses and became financially free. But before I tell you what quiet quitting is, it's not quitting your job. Why you need to join and the best way to do it, I need to explain how we got here. While the world was at a standstill from the pandemic and people's stress levels were higher than Snoop Dogg, a brand nice. new movement was born in China called Lying Flat. Many young people were increasingly pressured to work harder, to outperform their peers, and dedicate their lives to their jobs. So they retaliated by not doing their job. And people now are adopting this revolutionary mindset in the US where, and hear me out because it does get quite radical, I love instead of people living to work, they work to live. Crazy, crazy. Oh my God. Hey, hey, crazy idea. Let's go America. But let's be perfectly clear. Quiet quitters aren't actually piecing out and quitting their jobs. It's more like this. Hey, Jump, new assignment on my desk tomorrow at 8 a.m. Sorry, boss, no can do. I'm only paid from 9 to 5, and it's already 5.01, unless you want to pay me overtime. <laughs> Always a jokester. How about this? I'll pay you with my appreciation instead. Good luck with that. I'll see you tomorrow at 9. Wait, hold on. Hmm. Maybe I should ask for overtime too. Quiet quitting is simply just Facts. no longer going above and beyond for a job that refuses to match your increase in effort with an increase in pay. I it's so funny. So many people have asked this question for a long time. Do you get overtime at salary jobs? Like when people are new to the workforce, I know I thought about this like, hey, you should work 40 hours a week. That's, that's what they pay you for, right? Like the equivalent of a $50,000 salary is like 25 bucks an hour, right? Wrong. A lot of people get overworked in that situation and they're really working like for $18 an hour. Let's do some math. Wait, did I do that right? Eh, sort of. I guess that insurance, so that's nice. But still, like say it's really $20 an hour. That's the equivalent of you thinking you made 50, but you're in actuality for the effort making like the equivalent of what a $40,000 a year salary is if you... You know, we're actually working 40. I still remember the first day at my corporate job, I was so ignorantly excited to get a taste of the corporate world, especially as a first generation. That can't be a real picture. <laughs> he definitely made that later. College student. I personally felt like it was a huge milestone for myself and indirectly in a way my parents because it meant that their sacrifices were worth it in a way. I mean, finance is one of the top careers immigrant parents dream of for their kids. Right after being a doctor and then a lawyer, and then an engineer, I guess. Yeah. 
and then finance. So the top four preferred career for immigrant parents. Not bad. But soon I realized that I've been bamboozled. I was thirstier than a fish and drank the corporate Kool-Aid hard. For example, not only did I do my sign job at work, I would then go into the bathroom, put on my clown makeup and actively seek out more work from my bosses, oh, volunteering man. to help out with a never ending list of additional projects like my dumb wasn't already working 70 hours weeks. And my absolute favorite part about this, free labor. I wasn't getting paid more to do any of this. Oh, man. So what exactly was I hoping for in the end? This is not how you do it. He's got a very good point right here. This is this is what happens to a lot of people. He's, I'm guessing, thinking about getting a raise earlier. That I would be blessed with a 1% raise at the end of the year so I can afford to see a doctor and ask if it's medically okay that my blood is now composed of 90% black coffee. I was indoctrinated to believe that my worth as a person was defined by how hard I could work and how much I could accomplish for someone else. And it also didn't help that executives would pressure us to do more and go above and beyond with stupid motivational speeches like, you know what? Here. Kevin is a perfect example. Quiet quitting is a really bad idea. Really? How come, Kevin? The whole point is reaction you're reaction, there yeah. to make the business work. I agree. I'm there to make the business work, and I'll do that for the hours that I'm paid. You have to go beyond not because you're forced to. You have to go beyond because you want to. Hold on, Kevin. Kevin. Wait, wait. What if I don't want to? You want me to go above and beyond and give more of my time so I can make the business more money. Fine, but can you pay me some of that extra money that I'm helping you make more of? Those individuals are not doing it for the greed of money. But aren't you doing it for the greed of money? They're doing yeah. it because it's part of their ethos, it's part of their DNA. Those are the people I seek. Got it, so you're looking for people who will do free labor for you. All I'm hearing you say is work your life away so I can be wealthier. In retrospect, it's pretty clear what my bosses were just trying to do. It's just capitalism, baby. And it is kind of funny what the media is trying to do now. You know, creating pizza. this sensational narrative to make the younger generation appear lazy, entitled, and ungrateful. With no, that's not, I mean, yeah, I'm agreeing with what he's saying. Here's the thing, quiet quitting is just doing your job description. That that sounds outlandish. Listen, listen, this is coming from somebody who works 70 hour weeks plus probably considering my side gig. I think companies who care about quiet quitting are missing the point. If they had a culture and productivity principles in place, people would only be working 40 hour weeks because they wouldn't have be having a lot of these really dumb meetings that take up time. They'd properly install different ways to make their workforce work more effectively and then they wouldn't have to really work more than 40 hours a week it's kind of a crazy concept but you don't need to have people working 50 hours a week if the business is effective what with this quiet quitting trend all because this new generation is setting boundaries and completing the tasks that they're supposed to complete within the time that they're paid to do them outrageous but this is you should not punish people for getting work done quicker i have a habit of too much working fast at my job and on my sidekick. I don't think people should be punished for getting work done quicker. In fact, I think they should be rewarded for it. So in the circumstance where somebody finishes 40 hours of work in 30 hours, they should do whatever the heck they want in that outside time. It's really crazy to me that Rise Productive is almost at its three year anniversary. Over the years, we've shared with you so much free content on how to improve your efficiencies, operations, and intentionality across multiple content platforms. Between the podcast, newsletter, and YouTube channel, we try to give you as much free value as possible. All that we ask in return for all this free knowledge sharing is that you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so that more entrepreneurs and those seeking more efficiency in their lives can find our content. These podcast reviews increase our rankings and help us reach more people who just like you just want to get more efficient. Thanks in advance. And now let's get back to the show.
And people are realizing they can do that with remote work because no one's literally watching them and they just can leave their laptop open and like, oh, you're online. But the thing is, that's like saying you have an exchange of services for anything else, right? Like, okay, my exchange of services with you is I pay you $5 for this burrito. I don't expect you to give me more than what the exchange of services is, which is give me the burrito. And I don't expect you to go above and beyond because I paid you $5 for the burrito. If I got more burrito, I'd expect to pay more. If you gave me double meat for free, yes. Would it be kind of nice? Sure. But I don't expect it because that's not the price. Hence the salary and the hours of the contract you gave me. Is the same sort of script that fuels the generational divide that's been going on since the documentary The Land Before Time was filmed. Every older generation thinks that their younger generation doesn't understand true struggle or hardship. Because back in their day, they had to walk 8 miles of school every single day in a snowstorm without shoes. And most of the older folk think that all younger folk do now is complain and complain. Which might be true, but isn't that the whole point of societal and technological advancements? To make life easier and yes, more comfortable for that is future actually generations the point. so they can spend time doing other things. But then again, maybe the old- That has been every generation's breakthrough, right? Like there was various things that have happened over time that have allowed people to save time. We don't have to farm the same way we did before. Therefore, farmers are able to do it in a smaller group of people with machines. And then that is freed up, honestly, the majority of our time, right? We don't have to deal with manufacturing struggles like we used to. We don't have to deal with shipping struggles like we used to, being only overseas and slow overseas. And we don't even have to deal with slow communication. So we have food that's quicker. We have a great example, which is from an article that Chance and I were reviewed on the Rise Productive Podcast, which is called In Praise of Idleness. What was broken down in this article was essentially, hey, World War One just happened. Half of the workforce was literally somewhere else blowing things up arbitrarily that added nothing to the economy. Pretty sure we don't need to have a four-hour work week anymore. That was in the 1920s. It is now 2022. As recording this, probably 23 when this is dropping. There is no reason for us to keep working 40 hours a week outside of arbitrary wants and needs to increase the standard of living again and again and again and again. There is no reason... There is no tangible reason from a functional societal level why we actually need to work as much as people think we do. We haven't had to do that since World War I, which was showcased in the fact that the majority of countries that had a GDP worth a dang had half of their people fighting in a war that was literally just blowing things up. But now quiet quitting's a problem. The generation wants the entire world to revert back to thousands and thousands of years ago where we experienced true hardship as hunter-gatherers and we had to hunt Let's for our it. own food. Now that older generation understood true struggle. They but if you feel too guilty to even consider quiet quitting, look at it this way. To most employers, you are just another cog in the machine to maintain Aww, their money-making engine. Expendable and easily replaceable. Do you want to have the same description as chewing gum? Sure, employers generously pay at least the federal minimum wage of a whopping $7.25 per hour. And the federal minimum wage hasn't been raised since 2009, while the cost of living has. Prices overall are now nearly 40% higher than in 2009. Nice thanks to our beautiful friend, inflation. And sure, if you suck up to your boss and sell your soul, you might get a solid 1% or 2% raise, but still, that is less than inflation. What fascinates me is that companies expect undying loyalty from their workers, but when profits are in question or the CEO wants a new Lamborghini, that loyalty is never reciprocated. Understand this. If your company's profits start to suffer and they don't make that second billion dollars that they no. need to, they have no problem 
getting rid of you. And they also don't give half a Snickers bar about their customers either. Remember when these companies pinky promised that they were struggling and they needed to raise prices to offset costs because of inflation. But out of 100 US corporations analyzed, net profits were actually up by median of 49% in 20 Considering inflation was maybe 10. That's a little bit of a white lie there by those companies, huh? 2022, and in one company's case, as much as 111,000%. If that's called struggling, then sign me up. So is quiet quitting really the right word to describe all of this? It is a bit negative. So some more accurate names could be doing the job you're paid to do. Or, or what about setting proper boundaries to protect your health and well-being? Facts. It's 2022, y'all. Gallup surveys found that workers who are neither engaged nor actively disengaged at work, aka quiet quitters, make up at least half of the US workforce. Nice. So it might be time to partake in this activity and I'll show you the best way to do it in just one minute. Thinking back, there was one particular conversation I had a few years ago that completely changed my life. And it was the final straw that convinced me to become a quiet quitter way before it became trendy, which means that I'm kind of an OG. It went like this. Hey man, I'm really worried about putting more effort into my side hustle and focusing less on my real job. Why, what's the worst that can happen? Well, everything can fail. I can lose my job and my side hustle doesn't make anything. Yeah, and what would you do next? I would have to look for another job then. Exactly, you can't lose. Your worst case scenario is you end up in the same scenario that you currently are in. To this day, I still remember that conversation. This is what a lot of people have to deal with, right? This is what a lot of people have to deal with when they want to do something like become a creator like him, or even me. They think about like, well, what if I don't try that hard my job and I get canned? Can you find another job? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a bad worker. I just am choosing to work less arbitrarily right now at this job. Congratulations. You also have a side hustle that could possibly open up more opportunities due to the fact that you learned more skills in a skill-based labor market. You're fine, buddy. And very vividly, because it's the main reason I'm where I am today. It was that side hustle that I was working on that gave me the freedom and the opportunity to fully quit my job because I eventually cash flowed more from it than from my real job. And if you want to learn how to cash flow $100,000 in just 12 months, join the waitlist link down below. Now, before you decide to be a cool kid, just keep in mind that client quitting is a double-edged sword. There is definitely True. a risk that you can get fired because employers do get rid of the lowest performers first. And scarily enough, companies are getting smarter or more exploitative depending on where you stand. Eight out of the 10 largest US companies are starting to track the productivity of individual workers and more and more companies are investing in digital productivity monitoring software, which is Ew. completely crazy to me. They're doing everything they can, but pay their employees more. So if you're scared about potentially getting fired, don't be, because I'll reveal the secret strategies that I use to best financially prepare myself in just one minute. But first, here's how to quiet quit and act your wage. Step one, don't tell anyone you're quiet quitting. You wanna make sure this is done on the DL as much as possible because once you let one person know, yeah. Gossipy Giselle will make sure the entire town across from you will find out too. Step two, start getting to and leaving work on time. I know, I know, revolutionary idea, right? But you do wanna develop a strong tendency to work just for the hours that you're paid, which means that yes, you can stop having those fake polite conversations with the annoying coworker that you don't really like, but you <laughs> have to be cordial with. Step three, finish all the extra projects that you've already taken on, but don't take on any new extra projects that don't pertain to your work. Now, obviously you can't just give up on everything you do from the start because, well, that's too obvious. You want to start easing off slowly and start to give people the impression that you're not someone who has extra free time to pick up more stuff anymore because you're working so hard on your actual yes. work. Step four, actually take your lunch break and do it away from your desk. And if anyone asks why, say that you're trying to be more worldly and partaking in French culture. Step five, 
life overstate just how much effort is required for your work. Give yourself lots of breathing room so that no one thinks your high quality work is effortless. You really want to describe everything you're working on as an agonizing experience. And you might want to Facts. sprinkle in a little bit of issues from your personal life while you're at it so you seem really, really busy inside and outside of work. Step six, start to scale back slowly, prioritizing what absolutely must get done to keep your job. Maintain a great can-do attitude for the work that falls God. under your purview. If you're historically known as so a super high-performing overachiever, <clears throat> nerd, but also good job, people will notice if you quiet quick too quickly. So take it nice and easy. Look, the truth is no one on their deathbed ever wishes they worked harder, which is why it's really important you start taking That's your finances very seriously I mean, before you do anything else. The main reason is things. because money allows you to have more freedom, such as the freedom to quit your job. And these four lessons will help you get there. Seriously, I have to read. All right, you know what? First and foremost, thank you, Vincent. Top tier video. Quite quitting. Iffy topic by a lot of people, but hey, we all agree that uh, companies exploit their employees. So both things can be true. Maybe quiet quitting is not as bad as you might think it is. And yes, as an employer, obviously I want my employees to give their best effort, but good Lord, man. Think for yourself. If you guys liked this episode of The Productive Brew, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to get this delivered to you as a newsletter, please make sure to go to riseproductive.com newsletter, and you will get this delivered as an email. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one.